0: that's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
0: Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UDR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. Urban Glory Radio listeners, this is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns Uh, We are delighted to have another amazing, amazing woman for our Women's History Month celebration that we have every year Um, and she is none other than Miss Vicki Evans, amazing woman of God that I met some years back at a prayer conference actually she was vending there and as soon as I walked in the door, um, I saw this bright Beautiful face with um,
1: <laughs> uh, her <laughs>
0: with her um, art of forgiveness book and some information about uh, what you're going to hear about tonight. I'll, rather than give it away, I'll just let her say hello and we'll get right into the interview. Hello, Vicky.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful wonderful especially now that i have you on the line and have our listeners hearing your voice finally i've been wanting to bring you on for some time and um and and we've made it happen yay for us well well, thank
1: you for the invitation and i'm always thrilled and honored when someone gives me an opportunity and a platform to share my work and my interests. It's always a pleasure
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's get right into the meat of it. I'm going to ask you what I've asked every other wonderful lady that we brought on this particular month. What does Women's History Month uh, signify for you, or what significance does it have for you?
1: Well, I would like to say first that I am so glad that God made me a woman, That is just an awesome thing for me. I wouldn't want to be anything else. We are so phenomenal in so many different ways, and so I'm glad I'm a woman, but not only that, I walk in the footsteps of some awesome, phenomenal women who have paved the way. Uh, I am a big fan of Sojourner Truth. I am an even yeah. bigger fan of Maya Angelou. So yeah. um, to say that and to say that I am now walking in those footsteps and now I'm able to lay down some troubles so that the sisters that are coming behind me can also glean from being a woman and Woman History Month and all of that means so much to me because we are leaving a legacy for our girls.
0: We are yes. leaving a
1: legacy that is so important that when people look back and they can achieve what we have achieved, and, and as for me, I'm achieving also those things that Maya and others have achieved as well.
0: That's right. Well said. Very well said. To no surprise, she is a writer, which we'll talk about, and um, just very well said. Just, <laughs> I couldn't put it any better. So um, let's get right into who is Vicky Evans. Tell us, and, and you know, that's a question that's used in all types of interviews, not just radio, but when you go for a job interview or even just um, a, a business. Proposal meeting where you're making a presentation. Often awesome questions ask, "Well, who is or what is as far as the company is concerned?" But who is Vicky Evans as it pertains to being the uh, professional that you are?
1: I I'm just really it's funny that you asked me that question because uh, last Friday, just a couple of days ago, I asked my cast here in Charlotte, "Who are you?" And so for mm. you to ask me. Who am I? Uh, kind of <laughs> role, reversal, role reversal here. Um, but it is is—it's uh, a very important question because I do know who I am. And First of all, you know, you're, you're saying from a professional standpoint, but even from a personal standpoint, I couldn't be anything or anyone if it wasn't for God. And I always right. say that first because, even the accomplishments that I have made in my life. If you knew Vicky, the person, the little six-year-old girl who was very, very shy and introverted, uh, you would be amazed that I have accomplished what I've accomplished. I'm a playwright, you know, an award-winning playwright, I should say. Uh, I've written... Uh, probably about seven plays, actually. Most people only know me for the two A Change is Going to Come, which is the Domestic Violence Awareness Stage play. And I have an awesome Good Samaritan play called The Gift. So I'm a playwright. Mm. I am an award-winning, best-selling author as well. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I... I Put this, I put that out there like that because I am amazed, too, that I am this person because I wrote my first book at 46 years of age. So I, I was a late bloomer. Most of the things I've accomplished in my 40s. And so I am just really, really amazed to say that I am all these things. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. Uh, I have two businesses. Um Soaring Height Productions is my for-profit business, Uh, and we we pretty much uh, give playwrights an opportunity to showcase – I mean, not playwrights, please forgive me – performing artists the opportunity to showcase their talents, and then we also just launched our nonprofit organization, Performing Arts and Literary Society, and what we do, yes. we also produce stage play, but the difference, the twist of that is that it's different from Soaring High Productions. We do advocacy for social justice using the air. So, I, I, you know, I'm proud to be all of those things as well as a mother you know, I, I have three children. I'm a mother. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm all those. <laughs>
0: things. I know
1: I've said a mouthful in just uh, a few minutes, but I am all those things, and we can expound on that as we go on.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, um, as I was the few weeks uh, since we talked about uh, really making this happen for this year, um, I reviewed. All the things that you've done, and I—I <laughs> I mean, I, it was—it's was, 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 was no surprise, and I—I I knew. But when you refresh yourself on all the accomplishments that a person's made, just like um, if you get a chance, if you haven't listened already, um, Tanya Breland, who's not only a friend but a family member, she was on two weeks ago. A young lady by the name of Courtney Mills, she was on last week, and just the amazing women that are connected to me, I—I I kind of an honor. I've done some things myself, but there's still some things I know I am called to do and desire to do. So rather than have a whole month where, where some of us just emphasize things that we do, I wanted to bring other women on, and I talked to Reverend Breland. Uh, whenever we started this, I think it's been maybe four years now, uh, we've got to highlight these women because we are unfortunately and sadly still society attempts to suppress the female contribution in different ways. And for the longest time, I thought that the church was uh, fully responsible and mainly the ones to do it, but I've seen it out in the world as well, secularly. In corporate America, um, also in uh, government agencies, you'll see where we're not paid as much as our male counterparts and just all kinds of things where it's just not fair. And uh, Urban Glory is a ministry that has been a full support of anyone in the ministry. Whether they're male or female doesn't matter the gender. In fact, the scripture tells us to not even look at gender. We just want to see each other as the family of God, period. So we wanted to take this time, since it's designated as that in America, where we're headquartered, we might as well just take that month of March and highlight uh, the women of our current, the women of the past as well, and the women who are coming up and will be the future of the women of this earth that are making an impact for the kingdom of God, so i i love I love what i what I saw all over again of what you have done and are still doing some people who uh, accomplish the things that you've done will just kind of sit back and okay, it's time to retire but but not Vicky Vicky is going at it again so let's talk about I, I just what you're done. doing
1: what are you talking about <laughs> see I, that's I the, the
0: mindset that I love. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I I just, love it. Uh, yes. Yes.
0: Indeed. Um I'm excited about how you have um structured PALS, Um mm-hmm. which is the acronym of what you just talked about. And um yeah. whatever we can do to help help push that, that that movement, that um assignment that I know is god God given, we would love to do that, including what we're doing now and um exposing our audience to the great things that God's doing with you. Let's talk about you bringing um, the amazing, amazing play, a change is going to come um, back up to the DC area. She's from the DMV, you all. Um, mm-hmm. She—that's where I met the sorry, met Vicki, and she now lives in—is it Charlotte?
1: Yes, I'm in, Charlene, in the Charlotte. North Carolina Charlotte area. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Um, she's bringing a change is going to come back to. To DC, Tell us about that. How did that come about? Um, Why are you bringing it back, and how can our audience witness this way?
1: I feel like I have a love affair with Washington, D.C. area for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did live there for 19 years, starting with Fort Belvoir, and then I went to Woodbridge, Virginia, and ended up living in Fredericksburg before moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, my children... My three babies, they're not babies, they're grown-ups, but my three (laughs) children, I have a a daughter and two sons. They also still live in the area, so um, I'm still very much connected to the DMV. Um, I originally wrote A Change is Gonna Come, and just just a little bit about change. Um, Change is, is so powerful because it deals with domestic violence in the Mm -hmm. church, and um, it's not something that uh, I had personally experienced in the church. I got the divine call to write this play, and if I tell you my story, I mean, most people sit down and they are amazed because basically I had a... um, I'm going to call it a Moses kind of encounter where I heard the voice of the Lord telling me to write this play about domestic violence in the church. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't don't know anything about that. And and, uh, I don't even know anyone who is being affected. But I found out later that one in four Christian couples experience domestic violence. And mm-hmm. so it's a very, very real occurrence. And not only that, about a week after I got the assignment, the mandate, and I had that Moses encounter, there was a news report in Decatur, Tennessee, about a woman, her name was Mary Winkler, that murdered her husband, Matthew. And Matthew was a pastor of a church there in Decatur, so one week later, after I had gotten that assignment, i have a real live case right. uh, to, to, to really validate what I had been given. And, um, and then one week after that, I was at a women's support group called Girl Talk, and in that session, a woman sent up a question she said what do you do if you're being abused and your and my husband is a pastor and so there go my mandate to write this play so that was in 2007 so in 2007 we we uh opened in Alexandria Virginia at the George Washington excuse me George Washington Masonic Temple June 9 2007 never forget that day <laughs> Uh, to a sold-out audience. And so that was my first encounter in Washington, D.C. area. And then I, uh, uh, 2008, we went to the Lincoln Theater Uh there in Washington, D.C., and that was a glorious affair. Almost 800 folks showed up for that. And then I, uh, a year later, I moved to Charlotte. And I thought, okay, this is a different path for me to go on. I'm here in Charlotte, so we're down south now. We're away from the D.C. (laughs) area. Uh, But about, uh, I think it was two years later, uh, we came back to D.C., went to Silver Springs, actually Silver Springs, Maryland, and we did a change that's going to come there. So I thought, okay, well, you know, we've been back and forth to D.C., and I thought I had my feel of D.C., but then last year, for some reason, I got the unction to uh, to bring change back to D.C. this year, April 22nd, 23rd. We will be doing change at the Arc Theater off of um, Great 1901 is. Mississippi Avenue, South, yes. And, uh, um, and at first when I got the mandate, because I did this last, Last year, I said, "Hey, I'm going to put a deposit down at the Ark." And the I, I really didn't really understand why I wanted to come back to DC. Why? But in the last two, three months, actually since December, there have been so many domestic violence murders in the DC mm-hmm. area. I get it now. I truly, mm-hmm. truly get it. I understand why I com- I'm coming back. I feel like it's time for me to raise my voice for those silent victims who, yeah. you know, the statistics say one in three women are affected. We represent the one, Performing Arts and Literary Society, and I'm glad that you called it pals. We are the pals. We are the friends. We are. We are standing up for those women, we are standing up for Crystal Hamilton, who was murdered in Woodbridge, Virginia, by her army yes. husband. We're standing yeah. up for Crystal. Uh, and, and And in this play, we are making people aware that domestic violence exists and it's time for us to deal with it. We're standing yes. up. It's time to stand up. So and and that's why we're coming back. You know, P.G. County, Maryland has the highest incidence of mm-hmm. domestic violence in the state of Maryland, mm-hmm. entire state. So th- that that reason alone. Is a good reason to come back to say, This is what's happening, we need to deal with it. Not only do we need to deal with it in our communities, but we need to deal with it in our church because there was That's another right. sister uh in it was in i think it was in Leesburg, Virginia, and they they were in the church. The husband was a deacon they were they had attended church that Sunday. she was murdered on that Sunday. Left that Sunday, went to uh, some friend's house, watched a football game, went home that evening. He murdered her. Just, yeah. just left church, you know. So that's why it's so important that we begin to deal with it, not only in, like I said, in our communities, but in our churches. Churches,
0: we need to do it. that's right. That's right. I know you know, I've that always was
1: long, that was a long monologue, but I, I have. <laughs>
0: It was great that it was great that you expressed it that way, which is the only way that you you can with the passion that you have. You, I've always admired that that the passion that you have concerning it. Um, <laughs> my husband, the Reverend Breland, who is the founder of the, the ministry, he um, at, often uh, teases me in a a positive way. He teases me about the passion that I have concerning. Uh, women, if anything sounds like we're being mistreated, and if it sounds even close to mistreatment, or we're being, <laughs> or we're being um, uh, made less than, especially in ministry and leadership. Uh, in fact, a couple years ago, we did a uh, conference uh, by uh, this very platform. We did, uh, I guess you could call it, a radio conference, where we had um, different speakers, particularly ourselves, talking about different subjects that are issues in the church. Um, and women in ministry was my assignment, and um, it was it was controversial, but it was the truth of God's word um, because often, I, I mean, it, it, we just see too much of this, and often that is the source of why. Because if you do not think that your wife is your equal as a man, you will treat her like some type of object and beat her around because she's not doing what you told her to do. Um, so if you go to the source of it and deal with the mindset, which is what I was dealing with in women in leadership, that often uh, these and sometimes we women, I've heard some women talk down about us, and it's like, all right, would you look in the mirror and tell yourself you're ugly? That's what you're doing right now when you're when you're saying that we women are not equal to to, to a male. But see, there goes the pattern. Well, you know. I'm starting to ramble myself. <laughs> I
1: want to say something. I want to make a point here because there there are two words that I've been really, really examining lately, and it's the word submission and the word subdue. I, I just think that mm. people have it kind of mixed up because Absolutely. Submission, submission is I am, I have no qualms about submitting to you, why, out of love, out of, admiration out of you know oh my god i love my husband i acknowledge, acknowledge him okay by the way i'm not married cuz i always give this scenario and it was like okay i am not married <laughs> at this time i am divorced but but I, I i know and i truly understand on this other side of where i am now what the the difference is to mission i i i i love carrying out my duty. As a woman, I love being a woman. And a woman is a nurturer. She loves to take care and make sure things are in order for her man. She really does. And and, and we do it out of nature. We love it. We submit. We obey. It's no problem. Subduing, that's something different. That's Someone's right. attempt to control and manipulate me, and that's exactly what domestic violence is. When you that's try right. to manipulate and control that person and uh, and absurd undue authority uh, at, in a very harmful manner, that's a whole different subject. And a lot of times that word is used, you know, your wives are to submit, you know, as found in Ephesians 5, Wives ought to submit to their husbands. Mm -hmm. And yes, we do, but but not by force, by love. Submissive is a loving word. It's a loving word. It's not a harsh word. It's not, uh, as you said, an inequality word. It's none of that. It is a very, because not only... Do wives submit or women submit? It's not the men because there's a, the other part of Ephesians five that people don't really uh, bring forth. Submit is one to men another. Love your wife because you love me in the manner that I need to be loved. I have no problem submitting for real yeah. because you are yeah. doing your part, and then of course I. It makes me want to do my part willingly, right. without force. And that's the points that I want to make. With that, you know, it's it's not um, it's not robbery to to um, and and as you said, be equal. You know, and equal doesn't mean that I got to be higher than you or I. You know, it's not an ugly word. Submission is not an ugly word. That's what I'm trying to say. It really, really isn't. In fact, it's a beautiful word if it's done the right way, because the Bible does tell us that the man is the head. Not a problem, not a problem, but he does, right. not, he does not manipulate or control or try to use that authority in a harmful way. That's all I'm saying. That's
0: right. I completely agree. Reverend Breland, um, in a previous lesson that he did on the broadcast, dealt with the definition of submission. And it, we, we often, it, it's viewed as like where, where it's a, a king and kingdom rather than uh, the king and queen, the relationship, where the scripture tells us to submit one to another to succumb under the mission of another. So, And, and often you have the, the males that have a, the strongest issue With it, and the females that have the strongest issue with it, usually there is no mission for anybody to be following. So uh, she doesn't know where where you're going. What is she submitting to?
1: (laughs) What what is is she submitting to? You have go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I mean, like today, uh, the the church I attended, the pastor made a good point too. We as women, we we have no right to try to assert our authority over them either. Any. Any type of manipulation or control is right. wrong, whether it's from a woman or from a man. Either way, That's right. it's wrong. And if you, uh, as he says, if you say, I, you, I wear the pants in my house, or you're trying to, you know, take the, the lead or, or the headship role, you're wrong too. You got right. you know, it has. there has to be order, order in that home.
0: That's Right. And, that, and
1: that's an important fact to remember too. You know, we always throw that because there are some women who are out of order as well.
0: That's so, so true. I
1: mean, everybody has to fulfill their role uh, in a godly way. Let's say it that way.
0: That's right. You know, I I cannot wait for um, that those the span of days to come. I'm looking forward to seeing the um, the cast and seeing you again. And um, the venue that you chose, I, I love the ARC Theater. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Music Academy that I'm a part of uses it every year. And um, yes. it's just it's an amazing venue, great location. It's an amazing
1: uh, venue. Um yes. When I was in DC I, I used to say, you know what, I want to go to the ARC one day. I don't know why I never got the opportunity, maybe because I had to move so quickly. God told me to move to Charlotte. But it is a wonderful venue.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and, and speaking of the cast, <laughs> oh, my goodness, they are wonderful. And let me just say this. My mission is to take local talent, and I'm so proud of that as a director, to be able to take someone who, who just has an interest in acting and grooming them and, 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 and molding them, into a role, that is so powerful for me. So my mission, even with so- Soaring High Productions especially, is to take local talent and put them on stage. We don't have headliners like a lot of people have that name draw. We don't have the Mars, uh, Mars Chestnuts or, you know, we, right. that's not where we're going. The, the actors and actresses that we have, I am proud to say I feel that they are just as talented. They are powerful. Absolutely. Many are survivors. And my first lady, I have to say this, the one that's playing First Lady Lisa Seals, is actually a survivor who was married to a minister that abused her. So it it gives validation to what we're um actually uh uh producing and performing.
0: And I'm sure and I, I can't wait to see her in that position. I am sure that the authenticity of having experienced it comes out in her lines, I'm sure.
1: It I'm does. So sure. It really does. But the really amazing part is uh, the guy that plays Pastor Seals, Duran, Bivens, is that I'm, I'm telling you, I always say, you know, and I really mean this, that I probably should get security for him because he plays that part so well, <laughs> However, <laughs> He is the, hes the total opposite of that. He is a, such a gentle giant. He's such a bear, I mean, a cuddly bear. He's nothing like that part. And to see him go from who he really is and transform into this abusive person as Pastor Fields—it it is remarkable.
0: That's a gift. <laughs> that is a gift. That is awesome. And, you know, yes. I... Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking about us doing this again. Maybe that um, the Monday proceeding, we have music and arts Mondays. And I'm thinking about us doing this again, at least to have you come on uh, quickly to to re- remind our audience, and maybe even um, have a couple of the casts as many as we can get. Oh, they the would I'm love it. Sorry to put it. you on a spot like this. Yes. Okay. No, but
1: they um, would. They would love it. They love talking about this production. Um, we actually. Um, a couple of years ago we were on um, uh this this domestic violence awareness uh radio show called The Silent Storm in Washington DC and the actually the host of that particular uh radio show was actually one of our cast members at the Lincoln Theater and okay. so um, so we were on that show and they called in the cast members called in and it was just so Awesome, so they love doing that they love talking about the play and like I said a couple of them are survivors so they like talking about their journey as well
0: that's amazing well we are I just I just looked at my um, timekeeping device and we are running out of time so really quickly tell our audience how they can connect with you and contact you um, period concerning the play and things of that nature and uh, this period.
1: Okay, Uh, I have uh, actually two websites, and I'll give both of those. And the first one is for Performing Arts and Literary Society, and that's www.palsforlife. And let me spell it because it's P A L S, the number four, L I F E, dot net. Palsforlife.net. And the one for soaring high productions and you mentioned my book the art of forgiving well that website i developed during that time so and it has a lot of clips of the play on there so it's www.forgiven2.com awesome. and it's yeah forgiven to and it's f o r g i v e n the number 2.com Okay, and I'm on social media, Vicky Broadway on my mind, Evans, Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E, Broadway on my mind, Evans, all one word, <laughs> so I'd love to connect with you there, too. Awesome. Um,
0: there's, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: And and I do welcome phone calls. I'm one of those people. I don't have no problem giving out my phone number. Should I do that, or or is the website? Yeah, yeah. Not? Go ahead. My phone no, go number ahead and give is seven zero three five eight six seven five two three. And if you want to know more about. Um, if you want to know more about a change that's going to come, or if you need ticket information, whatever, you can call me, and I'll be glad to give you that information.
0: Well, excellent. Again, I appreciate you coming on. I, I'm all smiles over here because I knew that the interview was going to go this way. Um, <laughs> it was just going to be lively well, the whole time. Um, and then I would have to, like, pull the reins in, at least on my end, because when when, when you talk about women and <laughs> our value. Yeah, I just, I believe that. So listeners, you definitely want to connect with Vicki, um, and she is not putting on at all when it comes to calling her. I called her when I went through a horrible situation, and, um, and she does not claim to be an expert on forgiveness, but the Lord gave her that book it changed my life, and I knew she was the first name that came to mind when the situation happened. The first name that came to mind. I called her, and she helped me through it. Um, she's a great friend, an amazing woman of God. Definitely connect with her. The website that she the website that she gave, uh, PALS for Life. That's P A L S, as in Sam. The number four L I S E dot net. You also want to go to Forgiven Two, and that's dot com, Vicki. Yes, forgiven. forgiven The number two dot com. All right. Well, have a wonderful evening, everyone. You know, we love you here at Urban Glory Campaigns. You can contact us uh, anytime at 202 630 4 UGC. That's 202 630 4842. Be listening all month for the, well, actually, at this point, we're at the end of the month. So be listening to the um, archive segments. We had some great women of God on, and we'll be doing this again, of course, next year and uh, keep listening to the broadcast for the upcoming series that myself and Robert Breeland will be doing. Have a wonderful night. Any last thoughts, Vicki, for, uh, especially for women who want to do what you're doing?
1: Uh, I, what I always say is that uh, with God on your side, you're in the majority. So follow That's your right. dreams. Go out and pursue you cannot be who you want to be unless you go out and pursue. Be You can be whatever you want to be, but you've got to know your worth. That's one of my books. Know mm-hmm. your worth right. and pursue, baby, pursue.
0: And <laughs> that is all, folks. Amen. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns, coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us. Connect with us online. We are on just about every social media platform. Find us so on Facebook by searching Urban Glory Campaigns on Twitter at Urban underscore Glory and on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the Music Association
1: Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory.